All right, everybody, welcome back with another bottle and another person. Today I have Josh Twitty. Hey, everybody, this is Josh Twitty. This has been a long time coming. Josh has, uh, he hiked the freaking Appalachian Trail and like quit his job. So like, you're the most interesting friend. <laughs> no, you're not the most interesting friend I have. I don't know. You're who. friends with like a hypnotist and like a, I don't know. You've, you've done wilder people. You've out there. done. I haven't been like jealous of anybody more than you in my friend group, I think. <laughs> because I want to do that. I want to like drop my job and then just Didn't like expect this podcast to be so uplifting right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, you're an amazing human being. Carter, I love you. Hey, you inspired me. You're the reason I'm starting my own podcast. Yes, my I'm, very, podcast. I'm very excited for that. I don't know if these are twist offs. Yeah, I was just trying to crack it open with my strength, but well, you I'll have pr- you have pretty impressive strength. Hold on, I'm gonna turn you up a little bit. Today we are drinking Farmer's Brew Butterscotch Root Beer. This is a, uh, I guess, root beer or butterscotch beer, uh, brewed in Wisconsin. I was up on a trip in Door County, which is a really pretty spot in northern Wisconsin. Crack it. I was waiting to just have, yeah, I just wanted some clean, fully work on this. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I got this when I was up there. Um, here we go. I don't know. Ooh, very butterscotchy. Oh, wow. That's yeah. like heavy butterscotch. It's I one of those Werther's or whatnot. It does say butterscotch on it, so... What are your thoughts? Are you a butterscotch person? I, I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, I feel like the, the two times in my life where I've had butterscotch, it's been like, it's bad. Is this the second time or is this a third? I feel like a couple of times I've had those like little like hard candy butterscotch things. Uh, yeah. Speaking of that, actually, I have some hard candy root beer things that came with a case of the Wild Bill stuff because I got a case of stuff from Wild Bill's. Oh, nice. They're a soda yeah. place. You got a back to the roots like solid edition. I'm a, I was of all a, this liquid I, edition you've been doing. I realized though that I I'm scared to b- crack them out because it's going to be like knocking around your teeth like up on the mic. It probably won't sound good. That's true. It'll Go, be like those you and you and Graham lunch episodes. <laughs> those are a little sketch, but they were so. Fun. Graham, how was your trip? And he's a loud eater too. I don't hold it against him, but he is a loud eater. <laughs> Pull pull your mic down just a hair. Oh, sorry. No, you're fine. You're pretty good. Below my mouth. I'm just very picky. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. There it is. Perfect. Nice. No, I need to learn all this for you know. Okay. My, my own rival podcast. <laughs> your rival. We're gonna have a uh, like a hype house feud. <laughs> yeah. The Midwest version of hype house. Everyone tune in next week to Roots to the Back, the rival <laughs> podcast. The upside down back to the roots. Did you watch Stranger Things? Are you a Stranger Things person? Uh, I've seen the first two seasons. I have not seen three or four. Is the second season, is that the one where she like teams up with all the goth characters? For like one episode, yeah. 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 And there's like the the friendly dog. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah. I block, most of that season I actually kind of think I blocked out of my memory. It's just, I think it's the weakest one. But the third, the third one I think was pretty decent. The fourth one though, I sobbed at the end. Very good, I think. Yeah. I'm excited. I feel like... I'm going to wait until 2023, I think, is when the final season's coming out. And then you're just going to binge them all? Yeah, because I know if I watch them now, I'm going to forget them by the time the fifth season comes out. And that's that like, happens. Awesome. That's legitimate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every time. I feel like I have an emotional reaction to the end of every season, and then I wait like a year, year and a half, and I don't have that emotion anymore. But 
that's how I feel about like season two. It's like I know there was a dog <laughs> at one point. <laughs> yeah. And that's my season two recap. <laughs> there was a dog. <laughs> I feel like that's something you would focus on. Yeah. Um, okay, so your adventure doesn't start at I don't I don't I'm not necessarily like pinpointing on the Appalachian Trail. I'm just diving right in because that's like yeah. the most interesting thing I know about you. Other than you grew up in China some years. You were in China as a child. Yeah, I was in China like third through sixth grade, about four years. For the for the listeners, uh Josh is completely Caucasian. <laughs> he is white as I am. Uh, for the listeners, you may not know this. Carter is black. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's said his race. Um, it's because I don't sound like. Yeah, never mind. We're just gonna we're just gonna move right past that. Edit that out. <laughs> nope. It's back to the roots. We don't edit it out unless it's incriminating. Um. But what years were you in China? Uh. Shoot. Um. This is the most structured sixth grade. Back to the roots. I've had. <laughs> uh. Probably like. Two thousand nine. Wait, 2004 or 2009, I think. 2004 to 2009? Yes. So you were there for five years. And you're, how old are you? I am 25. Yeah, I think you're like a month or two older. You than can me. take the pause there out so I can, so, yeah. I, so, I sound more, so I can sound more like confident when I say that. <laughs> well, I mean, after you turn 21, they all just start to blend together. Yeah. You have to, you have to like start thinking about it. So. No, it's kind of weird because I feel like I'm still young enough where that shouldn't be happening. There'll be like, how old are you? Uh, 20s. <laughs> 20s? <laughs> I want to give that answer to somebody now. I can drink, officer. <laughs> my buddy Than, who is on this podcast too, he was he was recording on my dad's podcast because my dad has a podcast for his ministry. Really? And my dad it was like introing him. He asked him, so Than, how old are you? And he's like, uh... And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> he had to check with his wife to see how old he was. It's just it it starts blending together. But you were you were in China mm-hmm. um, for five years. Uh, I tried to do math in my head. So you were uh, early teens, uh, like four years. I probably told you the wrong dates. I'm sorry. That's okay. I was there. Yeah, about about four years. Yeah, and then like yeah, early teens. That sounds right. And your your dad, so your dad's a doctor, and he was, was he doing missions over there, or was it doctor stuff? He was doing both, I guess. Predominantly doctor stuff. Hmm. Um, well, both. I think, to be honest, I'm not sure all that I'm allowed to say on a... That's fair, so actually. I, I don't want to talk about that too much. Yeah, no, because <laughs> you guys actually, um, I remember when... We were in yeah, the same like small cut, group. I guess cut this off of the po- like this. What I'm about to see off the podcast, maybe, but like the whole team that we were there, like mm-hmm. they busted like an old laptop. Yeah, and that incriminated like everybody, and like everybody on our team has been banned from China, like including my parents. Yeah. So, that I mean, yeah, that's wild. Does that actually need to get cut it out? Um, I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, like the Chinese know. Yeah, <laughs> they, they know you're right. banned. That's true. So we are banned. I guess I don't know. I can. <laughs> If you want to check with your parents, yeah, and then I'll I'll deal with it. But either yeah. way, <laughs> that's a tentative. But yeah, it's, I don't know. But it's always like I have no idea what I'm. Yeah, it's okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to start this podcast with weird energy. No, that's fine, <laughs> dude. That's all this is is weird energy. Um, China, come back. How long was it like in your head that you wanted to? Is that like an energy that's always been in you that you just like wanted to go? 
do something in the wilderness? The first time I heard about the Appalachian Trail was, I think, my junior year of high school, okay. where a trail chaplain spoke in, I went to a private school, so in our chapel, which, after hiking the Appalachian Trail, I have no idea what he really did, because I never <laughs> saw a trail chaplain once in, he like, probably, five months of walking. He probably made so like, the roll up. Yeah, so I don't know, like, what he actually does or what he actually does, but I never saw a chaplain out there, but he told about his story. And that was the first I heard about it. And I was like, people do that? That's pretty cool. And then, I don't know, partway through college, me and my roommate, Jamie, um, were having a kind of existential crisis. <laughs> like, what are we going to do? <laughs> we don't, I don't want to work. I don't want to have a job. And then uh, we just talked up about just doing a big hike for a while. I think I texted him first, just about like, hey, do you want to spend like, a month on the trail or something and just like live out there for a bit. <laughs> and, and then it escalated. <laughs> yeah. Slowly escalated into like, yeah, let's, let's, let's just try it. Let's try it. And we were going to go the year immediately after college, but then he got a big boy job and wanted to have that on the resume. For the listeners, Jamie, he works for Whirlpool, right? Whirl. Yes. Pool. This man had in your guys's old apartment, there was, they had this, <laughs> This is the coolest piece of kitchen equipment I've ever seen in my life. It was like a toaster oven, but it was the size of a microwave, so it was pretty big. Um, it was very roomy in there, and you would stick something on the rack in there, and then it would, like, was it cameras or what? Yeah, it had, like, cameras inside. So yeah. It would, I, th- it I would like, I showed you with a Pop-Tart, yeah. Yeah, or, like, a piece of bread. So, like, you stick something in, the cameras look at it, they automatically figure out what you put in, and then it knows, like, how long to to cook it for basically. So yeah. yeah, I remember, I know you put in like a piece of bread and it like, Oh bread, you want toast. And it just like, then there's a little touch screen on the side. It was wild. Anyway, big boy job. Yeah. I mean like the whole, like knowing how long to cook it is something that he's kind of working on right now. All I can really do is say like bread. <laughs> now you cook it, <laughs> but I know what it but, is, but now you know what it is. <laughs> So, Jamie, big boy job, delays the trail. But how long? So, did he, didn't he quit, though? He quit so he could hike the trail. He did, yeah. So, he wanted, like, one year of big boy job and then quit. Which ended up being the ultimate, like, whatever the opposite of a scam is. He scammed the company somehow. <laughs> when he came back... He applied for Whirlpool again, and he was a junior executive or whatever, and they bumped him up to a senior executive after just quitting and then coming back. So, for all my small group boys listening, him. that is a that is a viable business uh, option. <laughs> when you, whenever somebody asks you when you graduate high school, and all those people ask you, "What are you going to do?" You're going to be like, "Well, I'm going to get a big boy job, and then I'm going to quit. I'm going to come back, and they're going to bump me up. It works." <laughs> Ask Jamie. Damn! Now we know this guy's cool. <laughs> yeah so okay so you guys actually ended up you were gone for like six months with a couple of hiccups yeah yeah so before you hold on describe your first day on the trail first day first day first day was katahdin which is like the coolest mountain probably on the whole trail just because like where does it start in maine uh, Mount Katahdin in Maine, and it's really unique because like most mountains are part of like a big mountain range, like the Smokies or yeah. Shenandoahs or whatnot. And Katahdin is just like 
all around it for the most part is pretty flat. Mm-hmm. And then it's like the steepest sustained climb on the entire Appalachian Trail and the highest point of elevation. So it's just like, well, not highest point of elevation, I guess, but it's just like a flat view up to it. And then it's like a stark, like just incline where you're just climbing like straight rock scramble for five miles. Oh my gosh, five so miles. It's an insane hike. And it looks very kind of like, like Lord of the Rings-esque, like Lonely Mountain of just how stark of a mountain it is. But did you, is that where, is that where you split your hand open? No, I split my hand open on day four. Day four. Spoilers. Day four, <laughs> describe what happened. Cause I've heard it, but I describe it in detail for the listeners. So <laughs> I wish it was something exciting. Like it was day one. Like I fell <laughs> off the mountain and hand got caught in a ravine, had to chop it off. But, uh, it was a normal day of hiking. We were in the hundred mile wilderness, which is how the trail starts going south. Um, it's the longest, the longest wilderness on the trail between two road crossings between two towns. Mm-hmm. Um, we were like three days into that and, uh, we just got into camp on the third day and set up camp. I started just messing around playing in a Creek and I was trying to catch a frog. <laughs> I haven't heard this part of the story. That makes so much sense. Oh, the frog part of it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's important. Cause that's how I got my, my trail name. Fro- but, fro- oh, that's how you got your trail name too. Yeah. Frogger. And also for the, for you listeners who've never hiked the Appalachian trail, you have trail <laughs> names. I know, I know most of you listeners have, but like for the few of you out <laughs> there the who, ha- who haven't yet yeah. hiked the Appalachian trail, <laughs> please do so. Um, so you're trying to catch a frog. I'm trying to catch a frog. He's under this like massive, um, rock, which, um, I'm, hol- I'm holding up and like everything after that's kind of a blur. Cause like, I don't exactly know how my hand was in the right position, but I have the frog. He jumps. I kind of slip frog gets away. Um, I don't even like know at what point the rock hit me, but like it must, my left hand must have been under it. Um, somehow. <laughs> and I didn't even, I didn't even know because like adrenaline or whatnot, but I looked down at my hand as I'm walking back to camp and realized that my fingertip is just hanging off oh my gosh. by like a thread. <laughs> and, I like, and I just kind of yelled at the shore, like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> like, trail's <laughs> over. <laughs> and we just have to like, it's wild because we already set up camp. So all our stuff is out. We just like throw our valuables into one bag yeah. and all three of us like just go charging through the woods. Um, we had like a map that showed there was a, lo- a logging road like two miles away. So you went like off trail? No, we went like two miles down on the trail oh, okay, gotcha, and then gotcha. hit a logging road. Yeah. So like Rachel, um, my fiance, who was also with me, um, did some quick like trail nurse, bandaged me up, taped it all together. And then we just like ran for two miles to this nearest logging road because there's no service. We can't call or text anybody. And luckily there's like a, a truck like passing by, um, a minute after we get to the road and he drives me to a camp, which had a landline and camp calls hospital or camp calls shuttle shuttle takes me to hospital all in all, like between like nearly chopping my finger off and. Um, getting to the hospital, it was like five hours. Oh my god! Just like pretty, pretty immense pain. That's horrible. And plus, you're like running, so your heart rate's elevated, so you're probably like throbbing like crazy in your hand. 
Yeah, and I'm trying to like flashback to any medical knowledge I know, I'm, like holding, <laughs> holding my hand above my head, like yeah. above the heart, right? Was it like, so, like I really, yeah? How I, was it seeping through like your bandage? Or oh was yeah, it, oh yeah, bro, it was nasty. The X-ray is nasty too, just like showing like the bone and like did, pieces did, did, all throughout my hand. So you actually broke your finger? Like, oh yeah, here. like shattered my finger. It looks good now for the listeners. Yeah. Is like for the listeners, I'm missing um, two fingers on my left hand, but the other three have remained intact. <laughs> the listeners, they, they, they can't see anything. Listeners, you can't trust anything you hear. Um, yeah. So okay. So that's four. four my hand's fine. It's, it, it was stitched up. It's got like a scar, but that's it. It's pretty cool. Four days in, hand splits open. Because I remember we had like it wasn't like super emotional, but we all like went out for lunch after church. <laughs> The day before, like, the, it was like the last time we were going to see you before you were gone for six months. And then I found yeah. out, like, oh, Josh is back, like, two weeks later. Because um, you you were then off. You Did you all come off the trail when that happened? All of us originally did. Um, like, we all went to Boston, um, spent a few days there as we decided what to do. <clears throat> Jamie, um, should give a shout out. He got his trail name, Double Time, because... After me and Rachel went to the ER, he went back to the campsite, like hiked back, got all of our stuff, Dang. packed it up in the bags, and then had to do that stretch like three times. It's <laughs> probably like, that's probably where the to, like, his, carry, his like, heart all problem the, kicked back. Maybe in. <laughs> yeah. to carry like all the luggage out, he had to go in and out, like pretty much do that section like three times. Oh my goodness! Just carrying like one bag at a time. Roughly which, like, how many sucked. miles? Like you said, that was like two miles to the logging road yeah two then, miles to the road so like like two miles in and then he had to go two miles back to the site where he camped that night and the, the next morning like um i think he still i think he said he like grabbed a bag would like walk like 500 yards drop it off go back for the next bag grab it walk 500 yards oh <laughs> so like it sucked shout out to you jamie um what were the emotions in the group at this point um I don't know. Jamie was probably a little bit ticked off. <laughs> I think he was already kind of ticked off. That's how little, I picture him a little bit. Cause like, I mean, he was, again, he was like very helpful and like, yeah, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't have don't know what we would, what we would have done without him. But like, I think we were already like me and Rachel, he'd done some like hiking beforehand in the Adirondacks to like, I guess, prepare himself or train uh -huh. and me and Rachel didn't. Um, <laughs> so he, he was already hiking like way farther and way faster than us. And I think getting a little bit annoyed that like we were going so slow and like so few miles, and I feel like me chopping my finger off was like, oh, great, now this. But um, I don't know. I don't want to put too many words in his mouth. No, Maybe yeah. I mean, with it. I mean, if I were in his position, I'd probably be kind of annoyed because like I'm, I'm prepped up. We've been planning it, quit my job. And then it's like four days in, something happens. And like it's out, it's out of your control. There's nothing you can do. Mm -hmm. And then me and Rachel flew home and then Jamie kept hiking. Jamie kept going. Yeah. So my emotions were more like, when I got back, I was like, I don't want. I don't know if I should go to church. Like, I don't know if I want any, anybody to know I'm home. You were kind of ashamed. Yeah, because for the past two years, I'm like, I'm gonna hike the Appalachian Trail. I'm gonna do it. And then like four right. four days in, I'm like back because I shattered my finger. It's like, oh, hey guys, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> it was good to see you again. Yeah, I, I was actually. I had a hopeful moment where I'm like, maybe they're done. <laughs> like I wanted you to do what you wanted to do, but I'm like, selfishly, I'm like, I don't want them to be gone for six months. But, um, cause then you were back, you were back for like a month ish, not that long. 
I think I was only back for like 10 days. That sounds right, actually. Because yeah. I think I only missed, I think Jamie was only out there. Because I was in Boston for like four or five days. Right, right. And then um, Jamie kept hiking, I feel like for about 10 days while I was home. Mm-hmm. Until the stitches came out. I thought I was done, too. Like, when I was back, I was thinking, like, that's it. The trail's over for me. Yeah. And. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say after that and. That was no, you're end, fine. That was the end of my sentence. <laughs> you're back for 10 days, and then you guys decide to link back up with Jamie again. So, Jamie. Yeah, like, the stitches came out, and then. I don't know. Like, I, I kind of got an all clear of, like, just. Be careful with it. Don't get it infected. Yeah. But like, I was just thinking like, I've only missed like 10 days because like the, the technical Appalachian Trail Conservancy definition of a through hike is to do the entire length of the trail within a calendar year, mm-hmm. like within, you know, a year. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking like, I could go back, meet up to Jamie, hike the rest of it and then before the year's up, like go out and just do that last week that I missed. And then, the hundred mile wilderness. Yeah. And then have that like the complete through hike. What can you imagine? Like, have, I'm sure you've thought of it, but like what would have happened if that incident happened like halfway into the, the hundred mile wilderness? When there wasn't a logging road? Yeah. <laughs> I have, I have wondered that often. Um, and I don't know. It's weird to think about. Yeah. I mean like, I don't know. I don't know. I Either think, keep hiking or like until I found another logging road or like some people had those like, um, I don't know what you call them, but they're kind of like, like trail life alerts. Oh, dang. like, cool. like satellite emergency buttons. So you probably would have run into somebody and then uh-huh. they we actually had somebody with us, like at the road, the logging road, he yeah. had one and he was like, <laughs> I don't know, just kind of like handed the trigger. Like, should I call? Should I call? <laughs> and we're like, uh, maybe one second. Let's hope there's going to be a car. And then, and then there was a car. There happened to be a car, which is crazy. Like, I don't, like, I never saw another car on that road. So, hmm. um, yeah. So I guess worst case, if we couldn't find a, a vehicle, we would have had to call like some emergency service to like chopper you out. Probably. I don't know what they do because like, it seems like such a small injury to like chopper somebody. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. I also, think yeah. They probably. Know. It's it's hard to say because I don't know because I imagine like the thing. It's not like a two-way conversation it's like a life alert where you just hit the button right or do you actually talk to somebody i don't know i've never used one i feel like there may be like a a talking part of it because yeah if there is a talking part of it then they're probably like they'd probably ask you a bunch of questions and then walk you through first aid and then because i'm guessing i mean you did blow up your finger to be fair but you could probably stop the bleeding but if it's as bad as what I think it is, then you probably would have ended up losing your finger. Yeah. I honestly thought I was going to be lost to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> like just looking down and seeing it hanging off. It's like, oh man, that's, that's it. <laughs> I think shortly before that happened to me, I had a friend of mine who chopped their fingertip off and like that flashed into my head of like, oh no, I've joined the gang. <laughs> it would have been pretty cool. Okay. Super glad it didn't happen, but it would have been pretty cool if you came back off the trail just missing part of your middle finger. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, because then you could base your entire like trail identity around that somehow, change your name to that, you know, your... Yeah, but it would have been so much cooler name. if it was like halfway through the trail or like yeah. most of the way, because like that was a big part of the shame of like, I made it four days. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm back. <laughs> I injured myself. Josh was being Josh, Jason frogs in, this, in the creek. 
Yeah. Yeah, Carter mentioned, like, how you get trail names. Like, I didn't know the actual name of, like, anybody I hiked with. Um, other than so, Jamie and... Yeah, other than, like, yeah, Jamie Rachel. and Rachel. You didn't know your fiance's name. <laughs> <laughs> she snail trailed me only. Was that, is that snail trail? Is that hers? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> snail trail, double time, and Frogger. Frogger was mine because I was trying to catch a frog. How much did, uh, we're going to get back to the rest of it, but how much did the whole like trail minus, minus your expenses, your car included, <laughs> we're going to get to that too. Uh, how much was like the trail, like food and all that? They say to estimate about a thousand dollars a month, um, for like food plus hostel stays. And I feel like, like I was pretty much right on, like I think I set aside like $5,000 for the trail. Um, and would have used that much if not for all the flights back and forth after I injured myself and the new car. <laughs> but, but if, if there had been no mishaps, my budget would have been fine. It's like a thousand dollars a month. Okay. All, ki- all you kids listening out there who want to do this, start saving thousand dollars a month. Yeah. Which is a lot cheaper than life outside of the trail. You're not wrong. You just have to figure out how to be able to save that that much while you are living real life. Yeah. Or you could just, right before you hit the trail, rob a bank. Yeah. And then they're not going to be able to find you. Because you're in the 100-mile wilderness. <laughs> That'd be... That's an interesting movie idea. Okay. Well, it's kind of like the whole... Sorry, this is kind of a side tangent. I no, get. go like, for it. Remember Brian Laundrie? The, yeah, 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 the, the guy, guy who, who like, killed his, uh-huh, his girlfriend. Allegedly killed his girlfriend. He was missing. Like Everybody was saying that he was a big hiker, mm-hmm. and a lot of people thought that he was hiding out on the AT. Really? So when I was in Harper's Ferry, actually, like there was a reported sighting of Brian Laundrie. Are you serious? And when I was hiking that day, like every road crossing had like cops at it, like in, in case he came out. And a few people were asking me, like, have you seen this guy in the woods? And it's like, that's crazy. Yeah, it's my friend Brian. <laughs> He's right back there. Cause like, yeah, you went and hiked. Cause I was out. I was out west when they were looking for her. I can't remember. Oh, her, yeah. her name. Uh-huh. And turns out I was staying in the Tetons, and uh, I stayed there one night. And turns out I was camping like twenty minutes away from where her body was currently decomposing. Really? Yeah. Shoot. Like it's a twenty-minute drive. But then yeah, like then you it's went out. Fun. We were like connected by a murder. I know. It's <laughs> on our separate hikes. <laughs> on our separate hikes at separate times. Yeah, because it took him a while to find Brian, but. Okay, killers aside, uh, you you go out on the trail again. You meet back up with Jamie, and then mm-hmm. you you finish it with no incident to you. <laughs> yeah, no but. incident to me. <laughs> um, yeah, Rachel, she flew home with me. Um, when I injured myself, and we because we both thought we were done initially, we're like, well, we tried, but then. Yeah. When I realized that the stitches came out and I hadn't missed that much trail, we went back. Um, Rachel hiked for about another week, and then she had an old hip injury flare up to the point where like she was having a hard time even walking. Um, it's about a week later, Rachel goes home, um, which was big sad. Was that a complicated decision for you guys to make about like, do you both go back or just her? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> A big decision too of like, should we go back at all? Like, should we just wait in town for like a week? See if it calms down, yeah. Yeah. But at that at that point, we already felt like we were really kind of behind. And, but yeah, it was. Yeah. But. Do, do you think she's, because she didn't finish it then. Yeah. 
Do you think that's some, is that something she wants to do? Mm. No. <clears throat> that's kind of part of it too, is like, it wasn't just the hip injury. I think she wasn't, it, was like, more, it, it wasn't was, a long time dream of hers. Right. It was it's your not like dream. something she needed to do. Like me and Jamie, we've been planning this before me and Rachel were even dating. Yeah. Um, and then like me and Rachel started dating when we already had this plan. And like five months before we leave for the trail, I'm like, Rachel, you should come. It'd be fun. And she was going, I mean, up, she was going above and beyond already. Just like going at all. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. And she, I know she would thoroughly enjoy like a, like a, you know, four to seven day hiking trip, but yeah. It makes sense that like a six month hiking trip isn't for everybody. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she goes home and then you guys finish, but well, Jamie did not finish. Right. Jamie died. Jamie died. Jamie's heart exploded (laughs) roughly just before the halfway point. RIP. We love you. Sorry. I called you angry earlier. Um, (laughs) only half that's true. Jamie is not dead. Jamie's alive and well back at Whirlpool. If you pay attention at the beginning, you know he got his job back. Yeah. But his um, heart did explode. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, well, I guess even that's half true. Like, like, just before the halfway point, which I think is the biggest shame, um, he started just developing this, like, crazy arrhythmia, which, like, I didn't know what he was talking about for a while, but, like, he mentioned that, like, a couple times, because for the most part, we were hiking separate. Yeah. Like, We'd start when we were ready, like when we were, when we uh, took up our camp, and then we'd hike, and then we'd see each other at the campsite, um, and just go our own pace. But like a couple of days, he mentioned like, yeah, like I got lightheaded and kind of like passed out today. I'd be like, <laughs> just kind of like passed out. Yeah, and like he just kept saying he was having this like weird like heart sensation where he would get like lightheaded and have to sit down, and then. Eventually I felt it and it was, you know, the normal heartbeat, like boom, 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 boom. Like I felt his like, that's so weird. And I was like, shoot, Jamie, you're like, we got to get one of these life alert things. Yeah. We can get you to like a hospital like today. And we did, well, before this, actually, when it first started happening, we did come home again, like the two of us. Oh yeah. I vaguely remember that. Yeah. We are back. Because I think, like, for one, like, he had, like, a family reunion he wanted to be at. And then for two, um, his doctors, as in me and Rachel's dad, dads, <laughs> um, were like, just try taking four days off and, like, seeing how you're doing. So we came back for, like, a medically prescribed vac- rest or whatnot. Yeah. <clears throat> then we came back. That was in Pennsylvania at the time. And he hiked, like, two more days. And it happened again. Yeah. And I felt it for the first time. And I was like, we need to this isn't <laughs> actually okay. figure this out. Yeah. For those doctors out there, the final diagnosis, he actually ended up going to the medical, the Mayo Clinic to Dang. get it diagnosed because like no doctor could really pinpoint it. Exercised induced ventricular tachycardia. That's what it was. That's a mouthful. I'm yeah. impressed you remember it. Yeah. And apparently... It's fine. <laughs> that, was, that was the doctor final final diagnosis of like, the worst that can happen is you'll get lightheaded, you'll pass out, but then your heart's not going to explode or anything. So, so it's like... He's actually... It's a whirlpool, if you're listening to this, um, stop. But <laughs> <laughs> he, 
he's he's talked to me a number of times about he's thinking about quitting just after my wedding in August. Yeah. And like going back and finishing Dang. where he left off. So he he very well might be doing that. Can you imagine? Okay. I feel like this is a this is like a suspense movie in the making because I imagine he's out there by himself and he has a run-in with a bear <laughs> and he's trying to get away from the bear and then all of a sudden he starts getting lightheaded and he's like, no, no, no. And then he passes out. Stay off. Stay off. He has to like fight off. That would be an intense. I'm going to follow him with a camera. I'm not going to tell him. <laughs> I'm gonna, I got to document it. Yeah, I, I like the idea of like the cool shot where he's like, you know, bears coming toward him, hiding behind a tree, like trying to calm himself down so his yeah. heart doesn't get too crazy. <laughs> I would watch that movie. I would. Cool. Yeah, my well, my dad suggested he change his trail name, and he's actually talked about like if I go back, I'm gonna change my trail name too, to instead of Double Time, go into Heartthrob. <laughs> That's a great name. That's a yeah. great trail name. Yeah, powerful name with a powerful story. And you finished. You finished the trail by yourself. You were alone for the last couple weeks. I was alone for most of it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, sorry. So <clears throat> about two and a half months. Jeez. Yeah. What is that like? Because you, well, you, what is it like? Great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I, mean, I was like, for, for the main thing I felt sad, like sad about was like for like Jamie. Yeah. Because like, oh, that sucks. Like, I know how much I'd hate it. Yeah. And that was a tough call to make, but for the best because we didn't know what it was. Right. Um. That was actually a really cool story too. It's like random family. While we were waiting at the ER, we had like nowhere to stay because we were in this random town that we stopped at. Yeah. And she thought, saw that we were hikers and apparently she was like a hiker or like she'd done the Appalachian Trail before and was just like, you guys have a place to stay? We're like, no. She's like, come on, come with me. And that's like, <laughs> and we just, isn't that kind of normal for the like trail culture or is that... I know it's I know it's happened to other people before. That was kind of the only time for like me where just some random strangers kind of took us in off the streets. I was like, stay with us for a few days. And we're like, okay, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, they were a cool family. I forget the question I was originally answering. Uh, what, what, what what's it like by yourself? Two and a half oh. months hiking in the wilderness. Because yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, <clears throat> there's lots of other hikers out there, right? So like, I I, I already had at that point like a a number of people that I knew. And, like, I never officially hiked with anyone. Mm-hmm. Like, we never, like, coordinated, like, hiking together. But, like, we, like, leapfrog each other all the time. Yeah. Like, is everybody, on the trail. Is everybody kind of going town. the same direction? Or do you pass people coming the other way? Actually, most people go the opposite way of us. Um, oh, okay. You can go so- Sobo, Southbounder, which is what we did, or Northbound. Nobo. And, like, Nobo, yeah. And 90% of people go Nobo. And, like, the last, like, 10% of people go Sobo, like we did. Why'd you go, why'd you go that way? A number of reasons. Um, I think for one, it was like always the plan in our head. Uh-huh. I think the original reason was because of like school ending, um, which didn't matter anymore because we didn't go right after school. Yeah. Whirlpool. But by that point, we already had like just Sobo in our heads. Because like for going northbound, you have to start in February, March, April mm-hmm. to get to Katahdin before the snow hits. And then to go southbound, you start, um, you have to start after the snow melts. So you start um, late June, early July. I know hiking up a five mile mountain isn't what you want to do in the snow, but it sounds pretty yeah. cool. It is cool. It's also, That's like major Lord of the Rings energy. Yeah. It's also illegal, unfortunately. <gasps> like they, what? They close the park. 
So people do it. I, <laughs> I know people do it, but it's smart. I guess it's smart that they close like national parks and stuff like that. But I'm just kind of like, just leave yeah. it open. Yes, yeah. people let are going to do. If they want to die, let them die. Yeah. Speaking of dying, you heard Bigfoot, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was after I was already alone. This is actually this is kind of a creepy story. A little bit like if this happened to me. I feel like I would just kind of blow it off, but if I let it get to me, it would definitely get to me. It's definitely getting to me. <laughs> I don't know. I was on top of Stony Mountain. I forget. I'm blanking on the state. I feel like it was shortly after Jamie left. And I don't know. It's almost not that cool of a story. Just kind of like, I remember I was going to bed. I was completely alone this night because um, I wasn't camping at a campsite. I was camping just at a random spot on the side of the trail. Yeah. And... Like around midnight, I'm trying to fall asleep and I just hear these footsteps like walking all around my campsite, like in like circles. Like it sounded like a human. So I thought like, like it sounded like those heavy, like human footsteps. Like, and you're in your hammock, right? I'm in my hammock. hammock. And I thought somebody must have like arrived late and just like decided to set up near me. And originally I was getting annoyed. Like there's keep pacing my campsite in circles, pacing and pacing. Then like they just kept doing it. And I wasn't hearing the sounds of like anything being set up. So I like took my head under my hammock or my hammock tarp and like looked around and there was nothing there. And like it stopped and like I shot my flashlight, didn't see anything. I was like, okay, so I don't know what that was. But then I get back into my hammock and immediately again, like I start hearing this like, like going in circles and circles around my hammock and that's really it for the story. Like, I still have no idea what it was. I never saw it. I, I checked one more time and didn't see anything. And then eventually I heard it like walking away and it it's sounded, just, it sounded bipedal. So like Bigfoot or the Mothman. Was it, see, okay. The Mothman thing. I don't know much about the Mothman, but if I had wings, I wouldn't be walking around a campsite. Yeah. I would be. A, that's I'd, true. I'd hover over you and suck your blood. Yeah. Maybe that's why I didn't see his feet when I like shine my flashlight under the tarp. Maybe he's just like, like boom, yeah. he jumped in the air. Yeah, maybe I like looked underneath and he's like, <gasps> <laughs> he's just like, I'm gonna screw with this guy. Did I? So did they? Did the footsteps? Did they sound super like heavy? Did they sound heavier than a person? I mean, to me, they sounded like a person. Like it did sound like a person. Yeah. Have I told you my Bigfoot story? I don't know. Have you? I don't know. I can't remember. That's why I asked. Yeah. Because it sounds like it was, it's, it's kind of similar to you. So it was coincidentally Halloween night. Like nice. It was when I was still living with my parents. So it was like, I don't know, five years ago and my parents were out of town. So it was just my brother and I staying at home and, uh, I had to take the dog out to go to the bathroom and it's like, you know, nine or 10 at night or whatever. Uh, so it's completely dark. And you've been to my parents' house before, so it's like yeah. half of it is next to these big woods, and there's big woods out behind, and then uh, the rest of it's a neighborhood. So I start walking Gracie, their dog, um, like out into the driveway, um, and before we can even get to the grass, like I had flipped on, they have a light in the middle of the yard, uh-huh. but it was one of those mercury bulbs, so when he flipped it on, it took time to warm up and really get bright. So there's some light, but it like most of the outside of the you know, it didn't quite light up the dark spot next to the woods. So I'm taking her out and I'm already on edge. Like I don't handle dark stuff well, or at least I didn't back then. Um, I'm the kind of person who sprints up the stairs, you know, when I put the lights uh-huh. off. 
So that's like that energy, like that feeling like I'm already on edge for some reason. And before I can even get her to the grass, I hear like a thump, 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 thump. And it was like really heavy footsteps. Definitely sounded bipedal, like you said, on two legs. Um, and it was running. Like it was not walking. It was Towards running. You? I don't know. I just heard it. And I turned around. I was wearing slides. And I ran straight out of my slides like into the house. Did you, did you bring the dog? Yeah. I was like <laughs> pulling her behind me. And Take her instead. I think she was also like, I got to pee. And I was just like, we're going to die. Um, but we get inside. I'm like, Keaton. And I was like shook, shaking up. I'm like, Keaton. We saw, like I heard something. Uh, I'm like, it was freaky. And he's like, eh, okay, whatever. Like he was putting on a brave face about it. He's like, you, you know, you probably just freaked out. I am the more emotional one out of the two of us. So he's probably like, you just overreacted to something. Um, but I'm like, I still got to take her out because she's going to have to go to the bathroom tonight. I'm like, you got to come with me. So he takes her and we both go out, but I grab this like replica Civil War sword <laughs> my parents had. It's all I had. And it's like, it's not sharp. And I knew that. I'm like, this isn't going to do anything, but it makes me feel safe. <laughs> So we go out there and I've had a flashlight and I was shining around and then we hear like some like heavy stuff, like some stuff moving in the woods and like you could see like the branches and stuff moving. And I was just like, I'm like, see, there was something. Keaton was like, oh crap. Yeah, there was actually something. Um, never saw it. Interesting. But it was like, and my parents were like later, they're like, are you sure it wasn't a, a deer or something? Um, and I'm like, nah, it was on two feet. Definitely on two feet. Yeah, that sounds like a even more Bigfoot encounter than mine was. <laughs> yeah. Those woods next to their house are haunted, though. Like, for sure. I've heard creepy stuff in that. Anyway. <laughs> Although, again, honestly, if you're if you're wondering about the cryptid, like, Mothman is the one that's around, like, kind of this area, like Chicago. I feel like there's, like... I feel the, like Mothman's in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, and then, like, the Chicago-ish area. So. He's He's not as established, though. Like, I feel like he's... There's not a ton of evidence to support him. You ch change my mind, change my mind. But I haven't, I've been into that stuff for years and I didn't hear really about Mothman much until you started talking about him. Huh. I know we had this book called Weird Michigan and like Mothman is one of the articles in there and like all the Mothman rumors by us. So I was really into that as a kid. And then he just looks so cool. Me and Rachel went to the Mothman Museum on the way back from the trail one of those times. There's got to be, okay, if there's a Mothman museum, there's got to be a Bigfoot museum. Oh, there's got to be somewhere. <laughs> On Graham and I's, uh, Graham and I took a, a trip out west like also five years ago and uh, we were coming back and we stopped in this small town in like Nebraska and there was one room left in the hotel and he's like, yep, it was like right before the big eclipse happened So and we were right in the path of the eclipse so a bunch of people were there for that. But then he's like, also, there's a Bigfoot convention. <laughs> and it's this tiny, <laughs> tiny town, like in the middle of Nebraska. Interesting. And I wanted to stay, but... Okay, Ex Expedition Bigfoot, Sasquatch Museum, uh, Gilmer County, Georgia. If anybody lives in Gilmer County, Georgia, hit me up so I can come stay with you and go to the museum. He, I mean, he probably does have a bigger audience. That's he, true. Wait, who? <laughs> Bigfoot. Oh yeah, no, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm sure. He's I a, thought he meant somebody else who had a podcast, and I was like, "Yeah." I'm like, no. "Wait a second, what were we talking?" You haven't about? heard Bigfoot's podcast? Chill, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people say there's not evidence. He runs a podcast. He probably has. Joe Rogan is definitely on there. He's probably, <laughs> he's just not allowed to talk about it. Um, but yeah, then you you went back and you hiked the hundred miles by yourself. 
Uh, so you finished yeah, it within was, a calendar recently, year. Yeah. You were just like you were just under the bar too, like down to the wire a little bit, like yeah. within a month. I mean, it's kind of planned that way because I was waiting for it to get for the snow to melt. <laughs> yeah, I, that's fair. Kind of after the trail ended the first time, I was kind of very much in mode like I never want to be cold again. <laughs> yeah, because I finished in December. So like I hiked a number of days in like snow or a couple of days in like snow, but it was like so cold all the time, and it's like man. I just want to be, I just want to be home. I want to be fair. free. There but, is part of me that's always wanted to like have a camps, like set up a campsite and camp in like winter conditions, mm-hmm. but I don't think I would want to do it more than a couple of days. Yeah. Cause it would get real repetitive, probably really wet. Yeah. That was a big problem with the end of the trail. Like you get wet and it's, there's no sun anymore. So you don't dry off. You just stay I, wet. And you just had like two changes of clothes. Yeah. Or like one change. So you had two pairs. Two, you had two outfits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, kind of. I had like one hiking outfit and then like a pair of clothes I'd change into in town. Two pairs of socks, one pair of underwear. One pair of underwear the whole time. Yeah. What brand? I, <laughs> I need to know. Um, okay, I'll look. Josh Sorry, just, just <laughs> dropped the bottle opener down the back of the couch. I just threw the bottle opener. I was, trying, I was doing some cool finger tricks and yeah. it kind of flew off. Sorry. It's okay. I'll get that later. Um, what was I even saying? Um, oh, yeah. I hiked commando. Really? So I didn't wear underwear for like 90% of my time out there. I feel like I'd have major chafing if I did that. Well, it was like it was the Patagonia baggies. So they're oh. kind of like swimsuit. They have like the liner. Oh, the liner. Yeah. liner will save you. So I, I started with underwear and like I was getting so uncomfortable from that because it would like ride up. Yeah. Or like because of the netting, I guess, would just be like a lot less comfortable. And then like, I don't know. I think after I came back from my finger chopping, I just kind of made the executive call of like. <laughs> executive call. We're going commando <laughs> boys. Yeah, like that was really uncomfortable. And like when I go back, I'm not going to bring underwear underwear with me. That was probably really nice though, so, just ventilation purposes and stuff like that too. Plus you're not showering really. Yeah. Unless you're in a hostel, which isn't this very small percentage of the time. So. And plus like baggies is like dry quickly. Yeah. Uh, to answer your question, ex officio underwear. But they're, it sounds they're made, like it, they're made for hiking, but okay. this, I, didn't, it, I didn't actually like them. Yeah, see, it sounds like an anti shout out. I was yeah. I wanted to know. I'm like, dude, these underwear sound amazing. No, I and mean, you're like my, oh, yeah. my roommate also no. had ex officio, and he loved them. Ex officio. So, yeah, they're they're made for camping. Supposed to be like moisture wicking, lightweight, all that. But mm. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I'll don't try know. to get him. It, as is, a it, is, it is the opposite of like a sponsorship because like yeah. that's, that's like the one thing I kind of regret spending money <laughs> on because like expensive underwear. Like how much? Like thirty um, bucks. 20 I feel like 24 I think yeah so like that's pretty expensive yeah not awful but like I, bought, I bought two pairs originally it's so like almost 50 bucks on this underwear that I am never gonna wear again you know like people make a big fuss about free health care and whatever we should have free underwear I think that that's a basic human right yeah free ex officio moisture wicking underwear it's expensive where is that Joe Biden sure Joe Biden has COVID I did <laughs> do you think he's gonna die to. you think he'll be okay Nah, hang in there, Joe. I don't. I don't want anyone to die out there. <laughs> Hashtag hang in there, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> what a time. Do you think that you are going to? Do you ever see that movie Into the Wild? No, I haven't. I, I've heard a lot about it someday. 
that I re- highly recommend that movie. That like scratches every itch in you if you have an itch to like just leave and basically be a hobo. <laughs> it's a great movie. It, I, mean, I have that itch like all the time now. Like yeah. thinking back, it's like, oh, I just want to be homeless again, hobo again. There's a simplicity. Yeah. And that's, I, I, know, I couldn't do it in good conscience because maybe it's just my excuse, but I'd be ditching like community basically. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important, but there is a simplicity to it. Maybe you should do the AT because then like you got the best of both worlds. You have the total wilderness, but then you also have like big trail community of people you're running into and hiking with. True. I didn't really mind when I was on my solo camping trip last year, which was like 10 days. Granted, I was driving like eight hours a day. um, So I wasn't like in one spot and I didn't feel lonely because I always saw people, but I didn't mind like not seeing people, you know? It's kind of like community almost feels like it's a, not an obligation. It's like, I don't know. I feel like I'm ditching my friends and ditching like people. Maybe it is an obligation. Into the wild. You come come back at the end of it. It's true. Maybe. That's true. If I had my way, I probably wouldn't come back (laughs) for a couple of years. That'd be tight. It would be tight. You want to just do it? Have you ever seen like... I actually, I've never gone down this rabbit hole, but there's like YouTubers who uh, like hobo ride trains. Like it's illegal, but they'll hop on trains and just ride (laughs) them for miles. And that actually, like that sounds pretty cool. Like don't take a car, grab a backpack with, I don't know, just some bare essentials and then just like hop on a train and head west. That would be amazing. I think it's, it's really interesting how that mentality has never really changed. Like as soon as Americans like hit the the East Coast, they were like moving west. And even though the West isn't the wild west anymore, I feel like it's still the wildest part of the country because it's just wide open in parts. Mm-hmm. All those big plains and whatnot. Yeah, what the East Side of Wyoming and Montana is just, just like it's barren. It's crazy. But it's just interesting how people always want to move. Like they they want to go west almost instinctually. Yeah, there's a trail I'd love to do. So like. To be like a, they call it trip, triple crowning. Yeah. Um, which are through hikers that have done the AT, the PCT, and the CDT, which are the three longest trails in America. Um, the PCT sounds like a lot of fun. And Is I would it, love to do That's the one that runs along like the coast of California. That does sound pretty cool. You'd have a very high chance of seeing Bigfoot, at least higher than anywhere else. Because Washington is like his stomping grounds. Yeah. Which those two trails do sound like super cool, and I would love to do them. How long probably do they take? won't? About the same amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're I, married, or you're gonna you're yeah, getting cause married because I'm, I'm getting married. Yeah. And like, I don't know, five or six months are hard to hard to come by. <laughs> it's you have the best opportunity though, like now on the front end. Like once yeah. you have kids, it's pretty much out the window. Mm-hmm. Well, that was fun. Like out there, the the main demographics for the people either right out of high school or college yeah, or the people that were like retired and like 60s, 70s <laughs> that were out there. And like, there was a few in betweens, but like most people fell into the, those two categories. Mm-hmm. Just people who had like five to six months where nothing had to matter. Yeah. No real jobs, no family, no responsibilities. It's interesting. 
Well, if we can talk Rachel into it, we should hike the PCT. Yeah. I'll quit I'll, I'll quit life action and I'll come back and be the CEO. I feel like <laughs> if we went back, you, it's possible. Like a better mindset now. Cause like I think part of what freaked her out too was like the loneliness of like the the hammock. <laughs> Cause like things yeah. seem to get under your hammock. True. And that actually happened to her early on. Oh no. Yeah. That is she, every time I get in my hammock here in civilization. I'm a, I think like some dude could walk up and stab just through the hammock and kill me. <laughs> well, she had like, she, she, she should be here. Cause like she could tell this more accurately than I could, but like, we'll have a follow up. Like, I think like the second time we came back, um, she was in her hammock at night and it's hard hearing this, like, like babyish noise, like baby animal kind of noise under her hammock. It's yeah. kind of like, or whatever <laughs> she could probably make the noise better than i could too and like she just keeps hearing that and like just as she was about to check like what it was she heard something just like charging for a hammock like, and like it bumped her and like the squealing like stopped and like it ran off <laughs> so like she was like traumatized and like just freaked her out that night so, so. something it sounds in my head this is what it, like there was some baby animal or something and then some predator came and like snatched it that's that's what it sounds exactly like and from the noises she said she described yeah like the best case scenario crying baby mom comes grabs it runs off right but probably more likely and scarier scenario some predator dang like coyote or something just charged under a hammock and like grab this animal did you have like any wildlife interactions that were memorable um I never saw a full. I never saw a full bear. You saw. I saw a baby bear. Oh, it's like, which is crazy because like, a lot of the people I hiked with saw like you know ten plus bears out there during their hike. Yeah, and like all hike, I'm like, come on, just one. <laughs> I just want to see a bear. I had one, kind of side trail, but I had one person whose trail name was No Bears, and it slowly <laughs> changed as the trail went on. Yeah, so like later on he became one bear, and then later on he became two bear, <laughs> and like he just had like a trans transitory trail name which is fun but yeah i never saw a full bear i saw a cub run across the trail in front of us at one point on a little cliff side which is kind of scarier because then the rest of that hike we're like where's the mom where's the the mom yeah that is that is really scary um i saw a number a couple of porcupines which is really cool because like that is cool i've never seen a porcupine in the wild yeah in my head they're like in a different country or something and i forget that porcupines are like an American animal. They're a wild animal. Yeah. It's like a friggin' it sh- it shoots darts out of it. Yeah. It's so weird. And I saw a couple of them just well, the first one I saw was a healthy one that just kind of like waddled across the trail in front of me, <laughs> stalled joyfully and I was like shocked <laughs> like porcupines exist. <laughs> and then the second one I think it must have like just fallen out of a tree or something cuz like, he was standing in the middle of the trail and he was like I think on his last legs. Cause like oh, no. I was sitting like a foot from him just watching him. Like, I don't know, kind of walk in circles and like breathe heavy. A couple of times he did some weird, like intimidation displays, like stood up and like stuck his quills out, but never, never did anything and just seemed unwell. But that's interesting. I feel like now that I think about it, did, okay. You know, those like useless, like survival facts you learn as a kid, uh-huh. like how to get out of quicksand uh-huh. and yeah. you know, how to like 
put out a fire if you're on fire sort of thing. How to fight a porcupine. I feel like actually one of the ones I learned was like what to do if you get shot with porcupine quills. And it's just like, here we are. We're like not even sure they exist. And we were taught this in school. It's just, it's dumb. Yeah. But I feel like porcupines and uh, skunks, they got to be related. Because they both like, like shoot stuff out of their butt. Yes. <laughs> Arguably for the porcupine. <laughs> I, I think it's like their whole back, the porcupine. Yeah. Do they have like... Do you know Car- how- Carter's defense, you've never seen a porcupine. That's true. <laughs> does there a... Does there like... How does it... I've never thought this before. I'm going on a complete side like tangent, but do they have like muscles in their back or like how does that even work? So apparently I learned because I thought they could shoot their quills too. They yeah. can't actually shoot their quills. What? They just like flick their tails and like they hit you. They just like throw and, like, their quills. And the quills, quills like stay. Oh, yeah. oh. It's like they hit you. I've been lied to my entire life. Yeah. So they can't launch quills. They can just like whack you with their tail and the tail has quills in it. So. That's kind of frustrating. Yeah. I thought there it was a It is a really cooler. cool idea of like an animal that can just like throw knives at you. Yeah. Okay, it's way less sci-fi to me now. Yeah. Skunks move their way back to number one on my sci-fi animals list. Yeah, Stink Bomb is still pretty cool, still pretty unique. Well, we're coming up on an hour. Josh, is there any final things you want to say to the, the listeners? Um, shoot, I wish there was. Thanks for listening to the Back to the Roots. Um, it's been an honor. This is a... Carter's talking all about me, insp- I don't know what he was saying, inspiring, being cool or whatnot, but he's equally as inspiring to me. And I'm honored it. to be a part of this big po- cod. Po- this big po- cod podcast. This cod, this cod cod pass problem. Cod pass, not problem. Community? Cod prat. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Good podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Way to chase your dreams. Do you know when you're going to launch yours? Because you recorded an episode. <laughs> I did. I don't with, know. with Jamie. And like a bunch of other people, and right? Rachel, yeah. And Rachel. I don't, yeah, we didn't talk about the Appalachian Trail at all, but um, no idea. I think I need to figure out a couple little Da Vinci stuff and then also cover art. Cover art's important. Yeah. I feel like I don't know what to do for like the picture of it. It's definitely not this. We had one mic versus you have this cool two mic setup. So. Our audio is not nearly probably is. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like buying a mic. (laughs) (laughs) True. That one's not mine. This one is mine. Most of this isn't mine. (laughs) Even the laptop (laughs) is technically my work laptop. So nice. Yeah. So don't feel, don't feel pressured. You got to start somewhere. I'm excited to hear it. Josh, it's good to talk to you. Good to talk to you too. What do we say? Root root, root it up. Root it up. Be back with you again with another bottle.